0: Welcome back to another episode of the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. On today's episode, we cover the topic of appendicitis found under the gastrointestinal section at medbullets.com. Let's start off with the clinical snapshot. A 24 year old woman presents to the emergency room with abdominal pain for the past six hours. The pain was originally located around the umbilical area but has since migrated to the right lower quadrant. The pain is described as an 8 out of 10 stabbing pain that is worse with movement. Her past medical history is unremarkable. A physical examination demonstrates tenderness of the right lower quadrant with moderate guarding. Now for an introduction. The clinical definition of appendicitis is a medical condition characterized by the inflammation of the appendix, a vestigial structure located at the base of the cecum. It's one of the most common causes of the acute abdomen. With respect to demographics, this condition most commonly occurs during the second and third decades of life. Incidence of appendicitis is about 233 per 100,000 and highest in the 10 to 19-year-old age group. Now for the pathogenesis of the condition. The process involves initial inflammation of the appendiceal wall, followed by local ischemia, perforation, leading to abscess development or generalized peritonitis. Obstruction of the appendix is the proposed primary cause. This can be due to fecaliths, which are hard fecal masses, calculi, lymphoid hyperplasia, which is more common in the young, infectious process, or a benign or malignant tumor. Obstruction of the appendix leads to an increase in luminal and intramural pressure, leading to the thrombosis and occlusion of the small vessels in the appendiceal wall and stasis of lymphatic flow. Subsequently, bacterial overgrowth occurs with predominantly aerobic organisms. The engorged appendix stimulates the visceral afferent nerve fibers at the T8 to T10 level, leading to the initial central or periumbilical abdominal pain. The latter localized pain at the right lower quadrant occurs due to inflammation of the adjacent parietal peritoneum. Now let's discuss the presentation of appendicitis. Symptoms include abdominal pain which is initially peri pain with migration to the right lower quadrant, anorexia, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and indigestion. Again, know the specific abdominal pain pattern, initially periumbilical, then migration to the right lower quadrant, associated with appendicitis. On physical exam, a patient may have fever, McBurney point tenderness, Ravzing sign, which is pain in the right lower quadrant with palpation of the left lower quadrant. soas sign, which is associated with retrocecal appendix and describes right lower quadrant pain with passive right hip extension. Also, obturator sign. This is right lower quadrant pain with right hip flexion followed by internal rotation. Now let's discuss diagnostic studies. The general approach is that diagnosis is often based on clinical presentation and supported with imaging. Helpful imaging includes abdominal pelvic computed tomography with IV contrast. This is the preferred test in patients suspected with appendicitis as it has the highest diagnostic accuracy when compared to other imaging modalities. Positive findings include wall thickening greater than 2 mm, periappendiceal fat stranding, appendiceal wall enhancement, appendicolith, and enlarged appendiceal double wall thickness greater than 6 mm. Ultrasound is the preferred test in children and pregnant women due to its lack of ionizing radiation and IV contrast and can be performed at bedside. Results may be variable and they're largely patient and operator dependent. Positive findings include focal pain over appendix with compression, non-compressible appendix with enlarged double wall thickness greater than 6 millimeters, increased echogenicity of inflamed peri fat, and fluid in the right lower quadrant. Magnetic resonance imaging, or MRI, is indicated for pregnant women or older children who can tolerate it. Other helpful diagnostic studies would be a physical exam in which you can perform a digital rectal exam to rule out other conditions, and a pelvic examination for women of childbearing age. Other helpful lab studies include a serum pregnancy test, which should be performed in all women of childbearing age prior to imaging that exposes a potential fetus to radiation and to rule out other causes of acute abdomen also a white blood cell count with differential. In the case of appendicitis, you'll often see a leukocytosis with left shift. Surgical exploration for this condition is rare, but indicated in a minority of patients with high clinical suspicion with imaging studies that are either negative, undiagnostic, or unavailable. Differential diagnoses to keep in mind for appendicitis include ectopic pregnancy, in which case the differentiating factor will be a positive urine pregnancy test, and perhaps positive pelvic ultrasound findings. You should also consider ovarian torsion, in which case the differentiating factor will be that it appears on CT imaging. Consider renal colic, which would also appear on CT of the abdomen, but it will generally present with hematuria. In the case of a psoas abscess, the patient will have pain to palpation, pain with stretching of the psoas muscle, and it would also be diagnosed with CT. Epiploid appendagitis mimics appendicitis and diverticulitis. This condition would present with tenderness to palpation, and you treat symptomatically. This one is also diagnosed with CT. A final and very common differential diagnosis is constipation. It will present similarly in pediatric patients, but abdominal radiograph will show stool burden. Now let's discuss treatment. In the case of non-perforated appendicitis, appendectomy, whether it's laparoscopic or open, should be performed within 12 hours of diagnosis. The laparoscopic approach is more common. Antibiotics are also indicated, and there's growing popularity with antibiotic alone therapy. In the case of perforated appendicitis with hemodynamic instability, sepsis, free perforation, or peritonitis, the patient should undergo emergency appendectomy, irrigation and drainage of peritoneal cavity, and bowel resection if needed. In the case of stable perforated appendicitis, initial non-operative management includes IV antibiotics and percutaneous drainage of abscess if present. A rescue appendectomy is indicated for patients who do not respond to antibiotics. Complications associated with appendicitis include appendiceal abscess, perforation, sepsis, peritonitis, hemodynamic instability, and death. Now that we've covered the main learning points of appendicitis, let's try some practice questions. Question number one. A 24 year old woman presents to the emergency department with sudden onset of severe abdominal pain. She states that the pain first started around her belly button and then migrated to the right lower abdomen. She complains of nausea and non-bloody, non-bilious vomiting. The patient's temperature is 101.3 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.5 degrees Celsius Blood pressure is 109 over 70, pulse is 88 per minute, and respirations are 15 per minute. On physical examination, there is tenderness at the right lower quadrant with guarding. Which of the following is the next best step in management? 1. Abdominal radiograph 2. Computed tomography 3. Magnetic resonance imaging 4. Pregnancy test or 5. Surgical exploration The correct answer is for pregnancy test. The patient is presenting with classic features of appendicitis, such as right lower quadrant abdominal pain, nausea, and vomiting. Women of childbearing age should receive a pregnancy test prior to more invasive tests. Clinical signs and symptoms of appendicitis include migratory right lower quadrant pain, fever, nausea, vomiting, anorexia, rebound tenderness, and guarding. CT is the preferred modality to increase the diagnostic specificity for appendicitis. All women presenting with abdominal pain, even with very high suspicion for appendicitis, should receive a pregnancy test prior to exposure to radiation, such as radiographs or CT scans, or other invasive tests like surgical exploration. If the pregnancy test is positive, ultrasound or magnetic resonance imaging can be used instead of radiation-based imaging. Now let's discuss the incorrect answers. Answer 1. Abdominal radiograph is not recommended in the workup of suspected appendicitis as it poorly visualizes the appendix. Additionally, a radiograph performed on a patient prior to obtaining a negative pregnancy test could potentially expose a fetus to radiation that may cause irreversible damage. Answer 2. CT is the preferred test for imaging in an adult suspected of appendicitis. However, this imaging modality would expose a fetus to radiation, and a negative pregnancy test should be obtained first. Answer 3. MRI can be used in pregnant women. The rate of non-diagnostic exams with MRIs is higher than with CT, and MRIs are often less tolerated. A pregnancy test should be obtained first. If negative, CT would be the preferred imaging modality. Answer 5. Surgical exploration is warranted if imaging studies are non-diagnostic or unavailable, and suspicion is high. Now for a bullet summary. Women of childbearing age who present with abdominal pain should receive a pregnancy test prior to invasive tests and imaging that could expose a potential fetus to radiation. All right, let's try another question. Question number two. A 12-year-old boy is brought in by his mother to the emergency department. He has had abdominal pain fever, nausea, vomiting, and loss of appetite since yesterday. At first, the mother believed it was just a stomach flu, but she has been growing concerned about his progressive decline. Vital signs show a temperature of 102.3 degrees Fahrenheit, a heart rate of 110, blood pressure of 120 over 89, a respiratory rate of 16, and an oxygen saturation of 100% on room air. Abdominal exam is notable for pain over the right lower quadrant. What is the next best step in management in addition to IV hydration and analgesia? 1. Abdominal CT with IV and PO contrast. 2. Abdominal CT scan with IV contrast. 3. Upright and supine abdominal radiographs. 4. Right lower quadrant ultrasound. Or 5. Abdominal MRI with gadolinium contrast. The correct answer is 4 right lower quadrant ultrasound. This patient presents with signs and symptoms concerning for appendicitis. Diagnosis should be approached first with a right lower quadrant ultrasound, with every attempt made to avoid radiation to pediatric patients. Acute appendicitis occurs as a result of obstruction of the appendiceal orifice. This blockage leads to fluid buildup and increased intraluminal pressure. The increased pressure eventually causes decreased venous outflow leading to edema and possibly ischemia. Over time, this process can lead to appendiceal rupture and peritonitis. Diagnosis in the pediatric population should first be attempted through a right lower quadrant ultrasound. If this does not yield a diagnosis, additional imaging with abdominal CT scan is appropriate. Definitive management is surgical, with laparoscopic appendectomy being the procedure of choice. Leung and Segele discussed the acute abdomen in children. They commented that appendicitis is the most common cause of acute abdomen in the 12-18 to year age group. Analgesics were conventionally discouraged as these interfered with the ability of serial abdominal exams to guide therapy. However, these authors discussed how this practice has now given way to pain control. Howell et al. discussed the findings from the clinical policy from the American College of Emergency Physicians. They buttress the approach to the pediatric patient of attempting a right lower quadrant abdominal ultrasound before CT scan. In particular, they highlight the role of ultrasound in confirming appendicitis, but not in ruling it out. This is a reflection of a high positive predictive value, but relatively poor negative predictive value of ultrasonographic findings in acute appendicitis. Illustration A on medbullets.com Is an ultrasound showing markedly dilated appendix with thickened wall consistent with acute appendicitis. Illustration B shows an abdominal CT scan showing a markedly dilated appendix and fat stranding consistent with acute appendicitis. Now let's discuss the incorrect answers. Answers 1 and 2. Abdominal ultrasound should be attempted to confirm acute appendicitis before exposing pediatric patients to ionizing radiation. Answer 3. Abdominal plane films would be a poor diagnostic modality for suspected acute appendicitis. And finally, answer five. Abdominal MRI is not routinely employed for the diagnosis of acute appendicitis in pediatric patients. It is used in pregnant patients to spare ionizing radiation to the fetus. And with that, we wrap up today's discussion of acute appendicitis. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing these topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or mobile app while reading through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets podcast thus far, we'd appreciate your consideration in leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts, It'll help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step Two and Three podcast.